0: What's up? Uh, Welcome to another episode of Modify. If this is your first time watching, my name is Elvis. Tim. Sarah. Rob. This is the third one. No. Third one. This is the fourth fourth one. one. Fourth one. I'm really bad at math. That's why I failed in school. It's fine. That's why we're making making (laughs) hammers. Exactly.
1: You only needed one hand to get that far.
0: Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh okay but uh yeah so in this we brought sarah on today because she's uh part of our team uh, at trick factory customs and i also wanted to mention if you are not watching this if you're just listening to it on any other podcast spotify apple Podcasts, all that <laughs> stuff you're gonna actually watch the episode on the youtube channel at trick factory customs we're probably gonna link it in the description below so do that but do it. <laughs> do it. Yep. with that said uh let's just dive into it i feel like today is going to be it's going to be a little bit different from the two episodes or three episodes that we've filmed so far uh but before we get started or right as we're getting started what have you guys been up to this week what uh any any, any glorious projects any
2: We've been all over the place this week. Okay. We actually have a bunch of stuff finishing up. So Rob's been working on my slant nose. We had a couple of other projects that were leaving. The guys have been working, going hard on the RSR, and then we got to get into building a paint booth. So a yeah. lot of that stuff just clearing the clutter to make that next big move. So nice. mm-hmm.
3: we've shop evolution coming
0: up. Okay.
3: Yeah. We know we're going to level up the shop a little bit so we can be more efficient with work
0: and uh, we're looking forward to that. Nice, nice. Yeah? What Sweet. have you been doing? Me? Oh, I've just been editing my life, editing my life away. It's been yeah, it's been a lot, uh, but it's been fun. Like, what's it called with the podcast and trying to think of new, I guess, ideas every week and videos. But yeah, I had a whole. So funny, I had. I was telling you, I had a whole video. I edited half of it, and I was like, "Yeah, this is not gonna be a good video." And so I just scrapped the whole thing and just started <laughs> started again midweek. So for the video that I uploaded yesterday. So it was interesting. It's very interesting to balance everything. But yeah, it's been a great week. Well, it sounds like we're getting a lot of comments from
3: the viewers. Yeah. So they're uh, starting to put some suggestions in there, things for us to talk to.
0: So yes. keep them coming. Yeah. So the more suggestions we have, the more I feel like the more, ama- more amazing the podcast is going to be, the more amazing this show is going to be. Yeah. it's uh, a lot of fun. Yeah. So with that said, Sarah, what what have you been yeah. up to this week?
1: uh i've been doing some projects outside of what you guys are working on but uh mostly like i did a whole bunch of headliners so for three different vehicles and they were all different from each other like some of them are just like you take the shell out and then re re re-foam the headliner shell Mm -hmm. and then like reattach it Mm -hmm. and some of them are actually like patterned and sewn and have like rods put in them and Put them back into older cars like that and other than that i've got some seat sets that i've been working on for various customers selling lots of diamonds like people drop off like their front and back seats for their cars and then that's all they want done not the whole interior so then i take them apart and then fix the foam and then and then make those so i've been working on that for a customer all week
3: so okay so in a situation like that like how do you go about making sure that the work that you're doing on those those seats matches the rest of the interior. Like, do you just just typically go off <clears> of what is existing and just bring it up to date? Or you, like, cause I imagine like in a situation like that, you're, you know, you don't really wanna change the, the aesthetic sort of design of what it is too much, right? Cause it might not play nicely with the rest of the interior
1: like in that situation if they just want to bring the seats like it's kind of up to them like what they what they want to do with it Mm -hmm. so if they bring me a set of just black vinyl seats and they want black leather seats then i'm probably going to make them pretty much the same yeah unless they want to change something and i can make suggestions but it's really up to them yeah right and i'm not really seeing the rest of the car anyways so like if they want if they have material that they've purchased or if they want to match material Samples that we have to their car already, then mm-hmm. in that scenario, it's kind of up to them because I don't have the whole car, I just have pieces of it, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to
3: assume that kind of like how it is for us like, you probably get a lot of clients come in and sort of have like these wild and crazy ideas of what they want done, and you're just kind of like, Ey! it's like a little cringy sometimes, yeah, and you kind of <laughs> have to guide all. I'm about that, <laughs> yeah, you know.
1: Um, I mean, sometimes just people just want let, let what they want. True. Uh, and then that's it. And I mean, it, it's kind of hard. Sometimes I just say like, "That's ridiculous," but if you want to do it, like I'll, I'll I will kind of like let them know how I feel. Or, yeah. Like they can probably just tell by my face when I'm like. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> or I or but- I go. I used Tim's line that he taught me, which is. That's a lot to look at. <laughs> Ooh, that's a, that's right? a lot that a to lot, think about, even. That's a lot to look at. That's a lot to think <laughs> yeah, about, right? That's so yeah. funny. But sometimes people want, like, just ridiculous, like yeah. metallic blue and orange or, like, something, like, weird, right? You know, it's yeah. funny,
3: though, because, like, I noticed, like, in all the years that we've been doing it, it's really, really easy. Like, sometimes people don't really know what they want. They kind Mm. of know more what they don't want. And if Mm -hmm. you can kind of like find out what those are, then your choice to what you do is kind of a little bit more.
1: Like most people come in with a good idea and then I'll let them know like what I think is good about that idea and not good about that idea. And sometimes it's like, okay, great, let's just do it. It sounds like you know exactly what you want or like, I'll ask them to show me like a lot of images too, especially I do a lot of motorcycle seats. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'll ask them to send me pictures of things that they like and, think, and things that they don't like. Yeah, yeah. Right? that's a, that's a so good... So go on Pinterest, go on Google, Google your seat, Google other seats like it, or even just a similar style of bike, and then tell me what's like absolutely no. And, huh. and, and, and then I can kind of work with that and... Give them some some options, right? Yeah, that makes
3: sense. I mean, you guys do so many different types of things downstairs. Mm-hmm. Um, m- m- you do modern cars all the way into, like, classic hot rod, vintage stuff. Yeah. You guys are all over the map, and like you said, mm-hmm. a lot of motorcycle stuff.
0: That's kind of more your background, right? Like, yeah. Yeah, so like, just tell us about your background. Like, how did you even get started in all of this?
1: I was thinking, I, I was thinking you were going to ask me, like, how does a person get into automotive upholstery and it's like i'll tell you how i did it but that's probably not how most people would do it okay but for me i went to school for fashion design so i did a two-year program at vcc because i always sewed and i liked sewing and i wanted to learn more about like pattern making Mm -hmm. and then when i was done school i needed to get a job because i hadn't worked in like (laughs) almost three years and uh we live in vancouver so that's very hard
0: yeah Mm
1: So I got a job at a motorcycle dealership in Vancouver, and I ended up staying there for seven years. Oh
0: shoot! Okay, what were you what were you doing at the motorcycle dealership?
1: Uh, in the beginning, I was essentially like a cashier. Like they okay. just hired me in the apparel department to like, you know, just ring through customers and, and try to like yeah. keep the shelves, like merchandised somewhat. And in the end. Um, I was managing both dealerships, apparel departments, which were really big, and doing all the purchasing for both of those, Mm. and then managing all the sales people for the apparel departments only, and uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of stuff. (laughs) It was awesome. Yeah. It was awesome.
3: starter from the bottom. Now we're here. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah really? And, th- and it was like that. Because when I first started working there, I was making no money. Mm-hmm. And then in the end, like I was like living okay. It was good. Right. Yeah. Um, and then I met Greg. Yeah. Was- How did
0: you guys meet? Was he like just a client at the motorcycle? No, show?
1: I met him. I did. Um, I was working for a charity called or volunteering for a charity called uh, the Distinguished Gentleman's Ride. Okay. And I met a girl through that who I ended up becoming friends with. And she was a welder and she was friends with Greg. Sick. And she was like, oh, you got to meet my friend Greg. Because I had actually before I started working at the motorcycle shop, I had worked at um, a small, I did a small upholstery thing for uh, like just a few months. Okay. But I had no experience and like no real knowledge outside of like fashion design. So mm. it didn't really work out. So three months and I left. Wow. Or they told me to leave. This <laughs> they politely suggested. A fine sorry, suggest I'm
0: sorry.
1: And I was making no money. I was like, you won't even pay me no money. To do this? <laughs> I was like, I'll, oh, I'll yeah. go, I'll go. So, anyways, yeah. then I went to the motorcycle shop, um, and through the distinguished gentleman's ride, I met. Uh, this girl and then she introduced me to Greg. And
0: just so people know, who is Greg?
1: Greg is my mentor, I guess, and he uh, has been doing upholstery for 40 years. Dang, dude. So we started our part of this business together <laughs> okay. and he was trying to get me to like quit my job and I was like, I'm not gonna quit my job, my job's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Like why would I quit my job to to do like and then what like there's no guarantee I have no benefits no like I don't know if I can do this because last time they told me to leave right I'm gonna come work here for three months and like we barely know what I'm capable of doing right so uh I was kind of like taking vacation time from my other job to work with Greg and then motorcycle shops are closed Sunday Monday so I would work with Greg on Mondays and then take Tuesdays off because I had lots of vacation time and stuff mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. flex days or whatever. So that was going on for a few months. And then Greg was like, one last time, he's like, you sure you don't want to quit your job? <laughs> and I was like, you know what? It was the end of the season. And I was like, I don't know if I want to go through another winter in the motorcycle industry because
3: mm-hmm. they're, no really they're slow, yeah, right? Yeah, especially where we live here. I mean,
1: yeah, it's like And, I, and there was no more up for me to go there. Like, there wasn't really much more I could do. I wasn't really, I didn't feel like I was going to make much more money doing that. And the hours were, I was working every Saturday and I was working until six, seven o'clock at night. Oh, wow. And then to come home, you know, I have a family too. Right?
0: Yeah. So. And you also work Monday to Friday as well. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. That's, that's a lot.
1: So, uh, yeah, so I quit my job and then came here. Wow. And then started learning, and there was a big learning curve. And that was three years ago.
2: Yeah, you came on a pretty steep time when you came in full time. Yeah. That was a SEMA crunches. I think we did three <laughs> cars that year. Yeah. So it was like trial by fire. <laughs> my,
1: yeah. my, my first yeah, week. She made it. <laughs> my first week, we worked a 30 hour shift. Thirty. Well, I left after thirty hours. You guys were still here.
0: Oh wow! Yeah. Oh, SEMA. Yeah, yeah.
1: twenty
2: C- yeah. yeah. nineteen. Oh. Yeah. And it was yeah two full interiors, and the one was for Mike Lavalley's car from Killer Paint, and it was epic interior. So it was a lot 51 of work. Fifty one Merc. Yeah. Dang, huge car. Yeah. Full custom. But we everything. got it all done, and we got there. It was pretty. <laughs> it was tight. Like we yeah. were all sleeping on the floor at the moment
0: oh, the day wow. we left. Oh wow! Really? yeah yeah that That's was crazy. a rough one mm-hmm. yeah so so
3: there was the 51 merc that year the evil evo
0: and oh you also did the evil Evo. Yeah, yeah. i worked stuff. on, worked
1: on, on it. it i didn't yeah. do all of it nice yeah. nice yeah. noise.
0: interior looks so good by the way yeah i'll put some some B-roll stuff in here just so you can see how glorious it looks
2: yeah, yeah. and then most recently they just finished my slant nose mm-hmm. so that was another big one the defender the defender was the another defender, huge. Oh my one. gosh, yeah. defender!
0: That thing looks, yeah.
2: So it's insane. there's been a lot. A lot's happened since then.
3: <laughs>
0: I, it's, I it's
2: come a long ways. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And, and if
3: anybody's out there, like just listening, if you go to our YouTube channel, there's tons of videos mm. where all of those cars are fully documented. You can yeah. you can check that out.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So bringing the upholstery side into the shop was a huge, huge yeah. benefit for mm. us because it's upholstery upholstery and paint are probably the two single biggest things that you'll always struggle with. Yeah. yeah. Especially if you're outsourcing them. Okay. Because I've, I'm sorry, but upholstery shops don't have the best reputation because like 100%. it's paint shop, painter's mm. jail. We've all heard of that. So being able to get stuff Wait, in and out, painters, painter's jail, jail is jail, very yeah. dissimilar. It's I literally like, just heard It's that like upholstery jail. Yeah. <laughs> like you send your car back and you get it two years later. Yeah. Mm. Like we had one car that we had done was a 60 Impala that we'd also take to SEMA like, I don't know, maybe five years ago. Mm. Originally, when we were the upholsterer that we wanted had a two year waiting list, and we're like, We can't wait two years, you, yeah, so yes. we got to keep this Understandable. going. Yeah. So, like, now we say that, like, it's reality, like, even us, we're booked for like three years. So, Ooh. it's like at that time, though, we were like, I can't wait two years. So, we had one, two, three different upholsters work mm-hmm. on that car. The first two were just complete <gasps> show, like, not even. And then by the third one and by the time we finally got it done and actually these guys helped with it a little bit like greg did i think mm-hmm. before sarah came on so ultimately that interior took us almost four years to get completed oh with my four gosh. different upholsters yeah For a car. and then we had given money yeah. to each successive upholsterer so like mm-hmm. it cost twice as much and it took four <laughs> times longer than it yeah. should so now if we have just waited the two years yeah. we would have been two years it. ahead yeah. and probably like 20 oh. grand like it was nuts so. so
1: here's the thing that i that i think is part of the problem with that mm-hmm. too is that it's like okay so how do you become an automotive upholster well there's no school for it in canada okay that I, I actually googled it again this morning because i wasn't sure like in toronto maybe but right. There like used even to like be, fabric
0: stuff fabric design is There's like it? There um, used to be a VCC course way no, it was, like uh, probably
2: ten, was it qual? Yeah. yeah, it was like 10 years ago. Okay. Yeah. So you thought that there would be more coming but it's just not something that took because it's a hard job. Mm. Like the just doing the sewing side of it is one part of it but it's pretty physical and labor intensive and it's not an easy thing like we've all been under the dash of a car oh it's terrible so to make that your actual entire job like it's be horrible like climbing in and out of that stuff is it's not easy Mm -hmm.
1: so i made greg do that yeah Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) he's got the experience yeah um and for me i do a lot of the like patterning and the sewing and and that kind of stuff so um but so there's no program for it anymore so it's been 10 years since they've had a program but in the united states there are a lot of programs that i could find Um, and when i was at sema i went to a few uh, seminars from the people that run those programs Mm -hmm. so there's a lot more opportunity down there to get upholstery work done Mm -hmm. and it's a it's a bigger culture down there i think
2: yeah yeah, uh, i'd say automotive upholstery has only really come on really heavy in like maybe the last five to seven years really yeah. Whereas mm-hmm. like interiors have become, like it's always been a thing for us because that's where you spend all your time. Oh yeah. So as an owner and as a driver, that should be the a big piece even. piece of the puzzle. Yeah. Because traditionally you'd see hot rods and like they'd have amazing paint jobs, amazing chrome, crazy motors, all this wild stuff. And then inside, they just got two bucket seats and a shifter. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's where you're spending. Like, you personally, (laughs) as the owner, are spending all your time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yet it was so overlooked. But now you're starting to see interiors and cars that are like $100,000 interiors. Like, they're insane. There's as much more effort going into the interior than there is the rest of the car that's pretty awesome so -hmm. like that was always something that we aspired to have but the struggle was getting somebody to do it Mm -hmm. so it's now it's definitely a lot easier and it's helped with our workflow but yeah yeah, it's traditionally it was a really hard thing to get done and it wasn't really a focal point Mm -hmm. you still see it you go to hot rod shows and it's like this guy's got like a folding lawn chair in there, and you're like, "What the hell is this?" <laughs> it's art. <laughs> the, yeah, Mexican, really. yeah. the Mexican, <laughs> the <blankets>, Mexican blanket, like <laughs> yeah. all that kind of stuff. There's mm-hmm. still a little bit of that, but you can see the interior side of it is becoming a much bigger part of the yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. the overall
0: build. Mm-hmm. So some people think automotive upholstery is easy, but it is so tough. Like I don't, I don't know anything about upholstery. I was, I tried to save money when I was doing my Datsun initially. And so I was like, "Nah, racing seats are too expensive. I'm just gonna get the original seats. They were. It looked like there was a night fight in my seats. Like they just cut. It was terrible. So I was like, I'm just gonna take it out, re- reupholster the thing, watch some YouTube videos. We're like, oh, just do this, do that. I was like, yeah. easy. I tried it, and I was like, I am never touching my seats again. <laughs> I am never doing this because I tried to do a c- custom." uh seat cover with like my some patterns that i have from nigeria i'm originally from nigeria so I was like oh that would be a cool tie-in yeah but it was so bad like everything <laughs> i was like yeah I'm, i just threw out the whole thing and just ended up buying racing seats yeah. because i was like i can't even do this and same thing with yeah. like dash <laughs> all of that stuff i did it and now i'm like never again like this was a lot like someone needs to take time in doing this someone that has yeah. experience that has the know-how yeah. of able to get it done pretty yeah.
1: much and you have to have the right tools too, like a lot yes. of people can't, like a lot of people have a sewing machine at home, but you can't just sew this ma- these materials with yeah. your home sewing machine. And even same thing, I had a friend who was like, oh, how much to do my motorcycle seat? And I told him what I would do it for him mm-hmm. and he was a friend, so it was still, a fairly inexpensive yeah. and he's like you know what I got a sewing machine I'm gonna do it myself oh, no. and he had he sent me all the photos and then the final product and it's like it's beautiful like in a like right. char- in a Charlie Brown Christmas tree kind of way <laughs>
2: oh, it's like a five year old oh, oh, doing a oh, painting you. Oh, no. like, oh.
1: you know what and he, it's, he just has like this old like bike and he's just like this uh, super cool extra so dude like, uh, and I'm like um, man you did, you, did you did it you did it you did it I hope he sees this um but yeah, and I was like, you know, if you ever, uh, you know, maybe come down to the shop and we can use my machine to sew <laughs> I won't even charge yeah. you because this is you just feel concerning. Yeah.
3: This just needs to be sorted out. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, yeah, it does take a lot of practice. I mean, I started sewing probably when I was like seven. Oh, dang. And then I, when I was 26, I went to school to learn how to sew better. And mm. I'm still taking private pattern drafting classes. Wow.
3: Well, I mean that's Every week. it's you you can never stop learning new things, yeah. right? And mm-hmm. I admire that. That's that's amazing.
1: Yes. Yeah. And like even last year I took a class to learn how to make shoes because the sewing is very similar to what the, the, up to how we I sew interiors, like those, that's the same materials, right? Oh, okay. So a lot of the techniques are the same, but um, the class that I had of which was at maybe 25 or 30 people that a california one yeah um the shoe surgeon yeah um like nobody had the kinds of machines that i have because Mm -hmm. they don't do upholstery they sew or they've never sewn before Mm -hmm. right and you could you can see like very visibly like your shoes are put together and like now you know what it takes to make a shoe but if you've never sewn before like it was like a lot of people dropped out because they'd get to a point and they'd be like, I can't because it was online, right? It was online. And so if you were in person, then you would have machines there like Mm. in a school like I went to. Yeah. uh, Industrial machines. And you would be able to do it or or have some like someone to help you troubleshoot that. So that's
0: that's crazy. It was kind
1: of sad to watch people drop out because they didn't have the proper tools. Yeah. But yeah. But like for you, if you're trying to sew your seat covers and you have...
0: Oh, I used my bare hands. Oh, yeah. bare hands! <laughs> <laughs> what? Wow! <laughs> it was horrible. My God! Yeah. Do you still it have was,
1: them?
0: Oh gosh, I. Did
1: you get mad and throw them out? I want to see. Maybe
0: I'll try to find them, but it was bad. Like oh, like, and I also didn't. Maybe I tried to have like a thimble initially. I didn't even have a thimble, and so I would like press the thing. Use like. The, my uh, my table and just like <laughs> because sometimes the material be so thick that yeah. it, my hand couldn't even like physically. I oh. have done
1: that and I put a needle through my <sighs> finger, back side first, not pointy side. Oh my, the back just, of the needle through my. finger. That is a lot of force. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Wow.
1: So you get hurt a lot. Oh gosh.
0: Okay. So how many times have you gotten injuries like that?
1: Mm, I sewed through my uh, finger in last September. So. That's oh. fine. But not really. Okay. More just like s- scrapes, yeah. <laughs> cuts. Yeah. But
0: what about you guys? Like I, because
1: Greg sorry. Greg bleeds a lot more than I <laughs> do.
2: We have an ongoing joke in the shop. Okay. Yeah. That once Rob bleeds <laughs> That means we're on the right track, and we're gonna find success. Yeah, that's right. So, like the whole blood, sweat, and tears is yeah. like as soon as Rob bleeds, we know we're yes, yes, we're gonna find success. So it's gonna play out well.
0: It's like oh, he's giving it everything. There's nothing no, no, left. People celebrate. <laughs> what? <laughs> It's like you've bled. It's like yeah, a sacrifice. Yeah, you're like, yeah. oh, that's it. It's going to be good now. All of our best
2: projects have Rob's actual <laughs> DNA. DNA in them. So, I mean, that's like a really popular term to say uh, now, but somewhere yeah. in there, his DNA. That's it's so for funny. Real. That and happens. then sometimes you actually find it, and you're like, that's gross. <laughs> <That's> gross. <laughs> I don't think there's a single day that
3: goes by that I'm not dealing with some sort of injury. Oh my gosh. Oh gosh. We won't say All whose the cars, cars day. they are. No, we'll yeah. those are yeah. like
2: Easter eggs. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, what is
3: this? <laughs> oh That's no, so no it's not like that. No,
1: I watched so much true crime and I'm pretty sure in like ten years someone's gonna come knocking at your door. Like yeah. a blue light? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like we found your DNA in this car. Cool. Yeah. <laughs>
0: oh oh my gosh so how do you juggle uh because we were talking earlier of some clients that they want to see something done one way how do you juggle that versus you having for example a goal because also i'm sure some clients are just like get it done i trust your creative vision mm-hmm. so how do you manage that is that something like you struggle with um every day?
1: some people like especially when it comes to motorcycle seats and like working in that industry for so long and knowing so many people and mm-hmm. having so many customers that were, um, you know, re- repeat customers for years and like people that I've ridden with. And I'm just on all these groups and they've seen all my stuff, so they've seen what I've made. Mm-hmm. So some people will come to me and just say, like, do whatever you want. And okay. then I just do. Yeah. And I have no one's been disappointed. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And then if people know what they want, then I just do that. That's it. Like I, to me, like even last night I had a customer bring his seat in and immediately I was like, okay, cool. I know exactly what to do. Like have a nice night. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But he, but he doesn't know that That you, he doesn't know know me. Right. He found us on Google. So he's just like, hang on a second. uh, Like, what are you going to do? What material are you going to use? How wide is the stitch going to be? And I was like, oh, like, I forgot that. Uh, Like, (laughs) you don't know everything that I know. Mm -hmm. So, or like, you know, yeah. And you yes. haven't seen, like, work that I've done. So I had to spend, like, half an hour explaining to him oh, that wow. I wasn't going to destroy his motorcycle. Because <laughs>
2: yeah. Yeah. to them, it's the most important thing in their life. Yes. Oh, yes. And to me, so, it's the
1: 101 yeah, I've done yeah, this yeah, year. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, okay, it's fine. Just yeah. trust me, I'll do it.
0: But it's good. Are there some clients that, for example, they have a vision in their head, and then you do it, and then they're like, oh, this didn't turn out like I thought or something, like...
1: Um. Not too much. No? I don't know. Have I ever done that mean, to you? For me, it's, <laughs> yeah.
2: it's happened to
3: us. Yeah. I mean, it's happened to us. And you learn from those. Mm. We
2: generally tend to over-deliver, so we oh, okay. don't really yeah. have much yeah. of that. Mm-hmm. If anything, it's when we're trying to deliver what we say we're going to that mm-hmm. it seems that that could happen. Yeah. Like where they don't necessarily expect, but... Generally, we overdo it. Like, that's our biggest fault is we wow. take it too far. Like, I'm yeah. sure you've seen it where it's like, we can't leave <laughs> yeah. that like that.
3: Yeah. Like, we have yeah. to fix that. Like, it's... Yes. You know, we talk about the snowball, you know? So sn- us, it's cutting we it, it off. make a snowball, throw it down the hill, of It just keeps on getting, it just, getting bigger it goes, and it bigger. Goes, it's it's the, the list of things that, oh, we can't, we can't leave that next to that beautiful thing. Mm. We need to do something about that now. Yeah. Right? But, it, like, in our early years, that's when we would have people not, or or like, they they weren't able to see what we were trying to communicate to them. And we learned from that. So
2: that's why you see us employ a bunch of techniques in the shop now, so like, (laughs) it's evolved to the point, like we used to do wireframe. Okay. So for me, wireframe is fine because I can visualize really easily. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. then, so we'd do it wireframe because it's quick and easy to try to convey our idea to the customer. And now it's evolved into foam. Mm. So now we'll do like an actual foam and then now you have 3D printing where it's like, it's even another level. So we'll 3D so print okay. something be like this is what it's going to be. Yeah. And it's super easy for them to sign off on. Mm-hmm. But in the early days we had hand shaped foam because we did a lot of motorcycles. So it'd be like, this is what your gas tank's going to look like. Mm-hmm. And they can touch it, feel it. Yeah. And then we just make it out of metal. Yeah. Yeah. So that removed a lot of that because in the visualization process, like some people just aren't able to do it. Yeah. yeah. So like for me, I don't struggle with it, so I can see the end result before i even done it, and you've seen guys in the shop, they're like, oh man, that looks sick, I'm like, I know, <laughs> <You> know? <laughs> <laughs> I knew before we even started. Yeah. But to them, they have to see the steps and see it come together, mm-hmm. and then a lot of customers are like that too, but kind of now where we are, they just leave us to it, so mm-hmm. like, they're yeah. confident, because they've come to us specifically for our aesthetic, yeah. so they know it's gonna be within a realm, like they're not gonna come yeah. back and it's gonna be completely off, you know, cause they're, they're, especially with social media, they're following along, Yeah. and they know, and they've got a feel for our aesthetic, so it doesn't really happen oh, anymore, okay. but in the early days, it did happen with bikes, mm. especially with how wild bikes were getting, like guys are putting ninja swords and dragon heads and all this <laughs> crazy <laughs> and you're like, a lot of the stuff, I just send it away. i like, no, I'm not doing that. Like, what do you mean, man? I'm going to pay you. I'm like, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> you can't pay me enough to do that. So, like, I see it sometimes in the upholstery shop, and I'll just walk in and be like, man, that is the ugliest thing I've seen. Like, what is going oh, no. on here? Because people get wild two-tones and they mm. embroidery. It's like, what do they forget? What kind of car they have? They got to put it in the headrest? Like, oh. So I feel for them in that respect, because we don't get a lot of it in the shop anymore. But some of the stuff is like, you, you just got to give them what they want sometimes. Mm. Like, it's... Yeah. You're, you're trying to balance
3: out that, you know, it's running a business and mm. it's creative expression. And it's yeah. a really difficult thing to balance. Mm. You know, it takes a long time, experience, and like a history of showing the things that you're capable of doing
2: Mm -hmm. so (laughs) when those things it takes a while to get to a point where you can start like you know i'm not going to be into that so Mm -hmm. i'm not going to do it justice so it's probably for somebody else you know and that's a solid moral thing right there in itself like you know in this
3: custom world it's a pretty small little world we're all kind of aware of all the other shops and their aesthetic, you know, their style. Mm-hmm. And like someone comes to you and they're saying, hey, I want to do it like this. And you're just like, ooh, geez, I don't know, man. That's not, I'm not Maybe feeling that. Maybe try these guys, I'm try these these guys. Because that's kind of what they do, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that it's ugly. but that's what they do yeah it's not your aesthetic Mm -hmm. it's not your you know and that's that's you got to be in the position where you know in business that makes sense too right Mm -hmm. because you want to do you want to do right by the project by the customer and some people
2: just don't notice the difference at all so it's like that's the other side of it is like we can make something that is so detail heavy but they Mm -hmm. Miss like seventy percent of it, oh, and to them over here, this five hundred dollar thing looks the same. They're like <laughs> they literally can't tell the difference.
0: That's interesting. and to me, like- I'll look
2: at that and be like, oh my god, that's horrible. Whereas mm-hmm. mine's five times as much, but they can't. Like we've struggled with it lots. Yes. Like what do you mean? I can buy this for off eBay for five hundred dollars. Like well, you should. Like five <laughs> yeah. percent. That's for you. Like if yeah. you can't tell the difference. I don't have the time to explain it to you. So it's it's a struggle. Mm. And then a lot of the stuff, I, I could see huge struggles in their industry because there's so many of these like seat manufacturers that do aftermarket seats, and they're like $400. Mm. It's the same as us when kids come in like, I want a full custom exhaust. You're like, okay, it's $3,500. It's like, yep. well, I can get it's one for 700 <laughs> It's like, well, totally you should. Could. You should, <laughs> yeah. 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 But if you want what I, you know, you want it to be mm-hmm. one-off and you want to have some say in it, that's just what it costs. I yeah. can't compete with that stuff because that's manufactured mass stuff. produced, so mass produced. There's anything that's of decent quality and a reasonable price. Mm-hmm. Someone's going to pull up next to you with a light with the same stuff. Yeah. Like, it's there's lots of great products that are reasonably priced, but it's not really custom. Like, mm-hmm. it's not so you have to come here for something unique that you want specifically for yourself, okay. mm-hmm. but it's expensive. It costs money. Sure. So. Yeah,
1: and like even for upholstery, there are places that do make like custom seat covers and people will buy them and bring them to us and then we'll install them. Mm-hmm. And some places do them really well. <clears throat> Sorry. And then some people will go and buy the, Oh, I can get those for $400 and it's like pretty much wish.com. Oh, God. Yeah. Right.
2: Well, they just finished a project for us recently. And that was very much the scenario. The guy had bought an interior kit. Okay. Under the premise of saving a bunch of money and I'm going to put it in myself blah, 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 but what we find out is like, we got our 30, 40 year old, 40 year experience guy and he's like struggling with it and we gotta wow. take material off and rewrap pieces and restitch mm-hmm. pieces and this panel's too big and that oh panel's too, like There's so always a
1: fit problem. By the mm-hmm. time you're
2: done, you could have almost just done the interior yourself, yeah, like yeah, yeah, paid yeah. the money and done the whole thing because you didn't time. really save anything. Yeah, And then the problem is, is now you got this interior that you bought that look great in the box but now you got to do all these modifications and you're reworking things and it's never perfect yeah, yeah. because you've had to modify and change and peel things back yeah. and restitch and like if you had just done it one time from the beginning it would have been perfect when mm. it left instead mm-hmm. you've had your hands on it and it's hard to maintain it like especially when you're working it backwards
0: mm. yeah so, it
2: almost seems like there's
3: always a compromise when you do it like that yeah you know because the, the, the amount of dollars spent in customizing what that kit piece was. Yeah.
2: It just doesn't
3: balance out enough.
2: Yeah. Just so for us, a lot of times, like I'll look at the cost of some of those kits. And I mean, there is cars are there are cars mm-hmm. that it makes sense. But yeah. those cars are like, yeah. you know, like if you do a tri-five Chevy, they've been making those interior kits for like,
0: 35
2: years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you can trust in the, the expense of it and then know that it's going to fit or be pretty good. Mm-hmm. Porsches are the same. Like they've been doing it. But like any of this off-brand stuff, I won't even touch it. It's not even (laughs) worth it. You just start from scratch Mm because you're just going to fight it. Like it's terrible.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So for uh, you doing the custom interiors, how do you make sure that you're never like repeating the same thing or just, you never (laughs) get to that part of like, okay, this is just another interior or. Mm -hmm.
1: There, that hasn't been a problem really. Okay. Like the only, like, We've seen a few Bel Airs. Mm-hmm. Like, that seems to be like the only car that's been like a repeat over the last few years. Yeah. <clears throat> but it's always been different colors and different patterns and different stuff that they wanted anyway. So, oh, it hasn't really been an issue. With motorcycle seats, I get a lot of um kind of the same stuff too, where people want it to be a certain style. It's a popular bike. It's like, but even then, like, I don't think I've done the same thing twice. Oh, okay. Okay. Or, If I have, it's because they said that's what I want. Mm
0: -hmm. So is it difficult to come up with like an idea? Like a, or yeah, how do you usually come up with
1: Um, what to
0: do on an interior?
1: I asked (laughs) him. So this, this is um, kind of like my secret Mm -hmm. is that I don't really know a lot about cars. Mm -hmm. Like I knew how to sew and I knew how to make patterns and Mm -hmm. I knew how to like take things apart and put them back together. But like, I really don't know. I drive a Corolla. (laughs) And it's not doing well.
0: No, it's not. Yeah, I feel like Tim, he's left, like, oh, yeah, I have to fix this on Ferris car. I have to do yeah. this on um, It sounded like snakes a few weeks yeah. ago. Snakes.
1: Yeah, the snakes are...
2: It took a while to discover that, but it legitimately sounded like That's snakes. That's so funny.
1: And I, I know, we already talked about this, but, yeah, I... I came to Tim and I'm like, there's snakes in my car. <laughs> we don't have snakes here naturally. Like. Yeah, I know. I don't
2: want anything to do with
1: it. <laughs> if we are in Arizona, nope.
2: I wouldn't have any part of that project. I there probably is a snake in there.
3: Yeah, yeah. They made a movie about that. It's right. Like, I told I'm you fine. to. You do snakes on a oh, <laughs> Yeah. Yep,
0: early 2000s. Oh, that was a good movie. It was terrible by today's standards. But, back then it was good. But, um, so are you, you said you'd have a Corolla. Are you ever going to get car car like a fun car no or, no why
2: she has a motorcycle that we did
0: for her oh yeah oh, oh yeah so yeah talk about that i
1: will my car will i will have that car until it is unfixable because <laughs> i am i refuse to make a car payment and it's paid for a it's a payment.
0: corolla I mean, no, until uh, no. the end of time <laughs> something classic no you're not into no like i just classic don't stuff? really
1: like i don't know maybe i will Oh, I have like my dad has some cars. Okay. He says will be mine someday. <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Thanks, Dad. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I don't know. I, I would be more likely to buy a, or customize a motorcycle yeah. than a car. And which is like Tim painted my bike last year. So what?
0: Yeah, what is your bike like? What it's a, was a Triumph
1: Street that? Triple. Okay. Yeah, it's a twenty ten. Like it's older now, but. I feel
0: like that's not old though. 2010. It's 12 years. Oh, I didn't think I'm that. That right. was 12 years <laughs> ago. Oh shoot! I
1: know. Yeah, yeah.
2: Oh my god. So rather than getting something new, we just gave it a whole makeover.
1: Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, this bike's ugly. The frame had some weird wax thing on, somebody, on it. Somebody, whoever the previous owner was, and I was like, I like riding this bike. Mm-hmm. It's so fun to ride, but like, it looks like. <laughs> not, not, it's not cool.
2: Yeah. yeah. You just give it a little bit of love and now it looks
3: awesome. Snow what else awesome. did you guys do to it?
2: Oh, cool. we took it right back and we did the frame, swing arm, wheels, bodywork. She did a bunch of uh, custom seat for it.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. So,
2: a lot of it was just refinishing and mm. detailing things. Yeah. Mm. Just okay. sort of freshening it up. We didn't get wild performance with. Performance? No, we didn't get that. wild okay. with customization. It was yeah. just mostly refinishing. Mm. Yeah. That's so. usually all it really takes in, in that world. Mm.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: So those kinds of bikes are so fantastic yeah. already. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't
1: know what else to do to it, really.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You can get wild with them, but they're already so good that you yeah. don't really need to do much to them. So. And
1: I probably will have it for a few more years. But after that, like, that's probably it for that bike mm-hmm. for me. But I think it'll be a hard sell because it's got a purple yeah, yeah. frame and it's got, like, hearts on it. I think it. it looks
2: glorious.
3: It <laughs> yeah. looks awesome. Yeah, it, it, def- it definitely looks good. It's pretty sick. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I love it's,
0: it. It's pretty personalized now.
1: It's, like, my bike for yeah. sure. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So, like, do you have or do you intend to have, like, a shop car? Tim, Rob, you guys have your your cars, but, like, I don't if think you have so. to get like, like, boom, I did everything in this. This is... What else That's kind of where
2: our cars come into it okay so they lean on ours a bit mm. to show yeah. everybody what they can do and luckily we're able to keep them around here yeah, yeah so that was a big part of like it was an evolution for us because mm-hmm. we had done so many cars for so many people and everybody's excited and they're like yeah I'm gonna get your keys to my car you take any show you want whatever you want <laughs> and then the first time you call you're like hey man can I get your car for Saturday <sighs> yeah I got a wedding (laughs) I wanted to go take it to so uh, next weekend 100% you're like next weekend I don't need it Mm -hmm. so like that's how the story of the evil evo came to be is we needed something to showcase all of our things and then we just now we keep them around we Mm -hmm. do them for ourselves so they're able to lean on our stuff because they're kind of always here and being as they're attached to us it's yeah it's an easy thing but Mm -hmm. they should do something
1: I would would probably not be able to do
0: that not be able to get like a Cheapish, full custom interior, a it Corolla? would take up
1: shop space. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I want to do true. to my car is make the back seat change the back seat to vinyl because I put my dog back there all the oh, time okay. and she's always like mm. muddy. And this is how much I
2: that's custom interior, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is
1: my custom <laughs> interior, yeah. it's like is <laughs> my dog's muddy back there and I accidentally left a brick of butter in the back seat Ooh. when it was really hot out so it oh, melted no. butter all over my seat. That sounds <laughs> nasty. That sounds I know, it's really bad so I had to like clean it all out Whoa. and now it's getting a new cover because yeah. That was a big
0: mistake. Do you guys have anything else to add before we
2: No, we can like, end up on legating other tangents. Yeah. But yeah. we'll get to it. We'll you get me started we'll whatever, get we're going to stop.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so if you have any questions for stuff that we could talk about in the next show, or just have any questions for us in general, yeah. just a comment in the comment section below. If you're listening to this on any of the podcasts, you can also comment uh, as well. And we have an Instagram account for this podcast. So it's called Modify with Trick Factory Customs. So you can find us on Instagram. Uh, find us on all the, all the podcasts that you listen to, wherever you get your podcasts. And that's pretty much it. And also rate the podcast too. So it moves up in the in the yes. level of podcasting. If you made it this far to listen. <laughs> 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 yeah, congratulations. To yeah, me. congrats. <laughs> congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Leave <laughs> a thumbs up if you like the video. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel at Trick Factory Customs. Um, And with that said, that's pretty much it. We will see you next week. Bye.